Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Marriage and Martinis. I'm Adam. Here's Danielle. Hello. So I, I want to start off by... Um, by ambushing you. What do you mean? I don't know. I feel like there's an ambush <laughs> coming. You've been you've been hinting at something all I have. day. Yeah. Are you about to ambush me? No, not at all. Oh, oh, as, oh. As a matter of fact, I'm about, to, I'm about to praise us. Shut the fuck up. How do you think about that? I think about yeah. that fantastic. <laughs> I think we should discuss how we've grown in the last week. We have grown as people from our last podcast and the things that we talked about on the last podcast in this week that I'm very proud of, both of us for. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Last obviously. episode, we talked about things that we wished kind of each other would do, do better. You know, in like, the Betty White episode. Betty White. Yes. Yeah. Right. So uh, there was, I, I said to you, there was things I wish you would do to kind of help me in a small way and you have not parked in front of my garage <laughs> for the entire week i noticed that every time i came home your car was as far away as possible <laughs> from my garage door i had already been doing that no you had okay. not but let's not get into that yet but um no I, I i wanted to take some time and say i appreciate the fact that you went out of your way as inconvenient as it is for you to not park in front of my garage door, and I appreciated it, and I was able to charge without any issue. So thank you. You are welcome. <laughs> and I praise me because I did the thing where you said you wish I would, I guess, consume more women-oriented either podcasts or books or whatever, right? So immediately I went out to research you know, women podcasts, because I, like I said in the last episode, I was not about to sit down and read a book because women or man doesn't matter. I'm not sitting down and reading a book. And I found Sarah Silverman's podcast. I love her podcast. Do you listen to it? I, I don't listen to every episode, but I've listened to a bunch of them. I, I love this podcast. I subscribed and I, I've, I've been binging it for the entire week. And here was my thing also. I, I don't want to listen to celebrity podcasts. I've done everything I can not to because fuck them. This is our thing. And I've always <laughs> said that from the beginning. I won't get into the, all the reasons why, but um. celebrities should not have podcasts. <laughs> Only we should. A lot of these celebrity podcasts, you know, it's celebrity on celebrity interview. And it's like, oh, great. Like another medium for watching celebrities talk to celebrities. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, we have enough of that. Like, don't need it. Uh, so I, I, I put hers on anticipating that was going to happen and it was the complete opposite all I, I listened to about six episodes and they were new ones i don't know what happened i don't know when she started i don't know what happened in the beginning podcast episodes that she's I done think it's a few years old her podcast okay so i'm only a a month in of her recordings and all she does is take listener calls from People, like normal people, like us, like, you know, regular old whoever, just to talk about whatever. And I find myself agreeing with everything she's saying, all of her responses and everything that she's talking about. And, and the topics are just so random. It could be anything, which I love, you know, like Stuff You Should Know is my favorite podcast, which is just a random fact to learn twice a week. Mm hmm. And that's what this podcast is. She just takes a call and it's a random thing. She answers it and she moves on to the next call and it's another random thing. I really like this podcast. She's I, great. She like she's now at the top of my 
podcast feed where that's the first one I go to to listen. Oh, good. Yeah. That makes me so happy. See? The first one that I listened to, I'm not going to get into this. Like, I, we're not going to, I don't want to just make this episode about this topic. But the first episode of hers that I listened to, she was, some caller called in, she responded, and the whole topic of this thing was about, there was a bunch of eighth grade students at some school somewhere in the country, I don't even know where, there was a bunch of eighth graders, they, they made this list of all the kids in their grade, and they ranked them by popularity, like who's the po- most popular to the least popular, right? Obviously, an awful thing to do, right? Whatever. So it turns out, you know, that the principal ended up just expelling all the kids that were involved with this, and that was the end of the story. And her response to that was like, like, what the fuck? Obviously, this is, you know, an awful thing for kids to be doing, but this is what kids do. Right? What a teachable moment this a hundred, is. What? Well, yeah. What are you teaching them by expelling them? But, but expelling them is only going to make them more, you know, aggressive in, you know, looking, not learning from the experience. And that was her whole point. Like, like, don't just expel them. Like, make this a teachable moment where, yes, I understand why you did this. This is something that kids do. Here's why it's wrong, and here's the way you should probably be feeling otherwise. You know, like, she went into this whole thing about it. I was like, I fucking love you. Mm -hmm. I agree with this 1,000%. Let me keep listening. What's next? Yeah. I loved it. Oh, good. I... She's always been one of my dream podcast guests, because like you said about the celebrity thing, and we've had celebrities on the podcast, but... The, the thing about her is she really does seem like someone who you just want to sit down, have a drink with and just like shoot the shit. Right. Yeah. Oh, and I also know why you love her because also on this, on her podcast, she was talking about so one of, one of, one of these, uh, just a random woman called in and was like, I'm an ex smoker. I love smoking and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she said, you know, Sarah, you say you start your day every day with a cup of coffee and a cigarette every day. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And that's it. And that's all she does. And she doesn't have a cigarette until the next morning with her coffee, like one cigarette a day. Oh, I did it. not know that's this. That's why I thought you loved her so much because you would. Just... I love her more <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like her, you know, her response to that was, you know, just wonderful and oh, cool. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a few things to say from the last episode too, from the Betty White episode. A few things I was incorrect about. I want to preface it with, I said these things like the last 15 minutes of the episode. Don't ever listen to anything I say the last 15 right. minutes. I am finishing my cocktail. Uh-huh. And um, I, you know, I am probably like, I'm happy-go-lucky and I don't know what is coming out of my mouth, which a lot of people message me and say is their favorite part of the show. But <laughs> also, you know, I'm not, you know, I cannot be scientifically... Um, like kept to any kind of level. Well, of we'll just leave it integrity. as we always say: we are not experts. We're not here for advice for you. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not experts. <laughs> we're not even smart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll stop cutting you off. I'm sorry. I've been no, no. The two things that I wanted to talk about, and maybe there were more in the episode, but two that really came to mind. So when I, I, I actually listened back to that episode um, because I really, I, I just wanted to hear it. And um, when we're talking about who I'm interviewing and I said I wanted you to be a part of the interview, someone who is very big on the mental load and the division of labor and the household mm-hmm. and everything, Eve Rodsky, who's, um, who I absolutely adore. She's actually a friend of mine and, and I, I'm crazy about her. And I said Eve Ensler instead of Eve Rodsky in the episode. I know oh. three Eves. I know Eve the artist, the singer, you know, Eve the rapper, who is um, phenomenal, but she just goes by Eve, so that's easy. I know Eve Rodsky, and I know Eve Ensler. And Eve Ensler is the one who did the vagina monologues, which mm-hmm. you really should see, and or, you know, YouTube or whatever. It was It's great. I actually saw it on Off-Broadway, um, but I mixed them up. It is not Eve Ensler from the Vagina Monologues. It was Eve Rodsky. Okay. But I wanted to clarify that. And the second thing was my sister texted me a couple days after the episode was released when she was listening to it. Um, I remember I was talking about how, like, I think it's bullshit that, uh, you know, people should be responsible for their own happiness, except for, like, Tom Hanks and Castaway because he's by himself. And I said, and, you know, like, the old woman who lives in a shoe, 
you know that like she yeah. should be responsible my sister's like you fucking moron the next line of that is she had so many children she didn't know what to do <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i was like oh yeah I don't think I know anything about now. I got to go listen to the it's like a nursery rhyme, I guess, or something. I don't know. But I don't know anything about it. I was like, oh, yeah, that was a bad example. <laughs> right. My sister's like, are you an idiot? Well, she, you know. Yeah. But um, but anyway, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, but she is not so responsible for her. Own. None of us are responsible for our own happiness unless we are living on a desert island like Tom Hanks and Castle. You know who's responsible for our happiness? Our dogs. Oh. How's oh, that? Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> wow. I'm, wow. I, I am transition material. Are we like a real prog- <laughs> a program on a channel now? <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Look at that transition. We never right? transition I anything. Know. Yeah. Fantastic. I told you I'm growing this week. You are. You're yeah. growing. <laughs> okay. So we are here to talk about dogs. Mm-hmm. I will let you, uh, whatever. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's it's a strange topic because it's very different than what we usually do. Right, but it is an integral part of our our relationship of my individuality and who I am as a person of our family life. Like, thankfully. Dogs have been, well, it's not just dogs. We're doing cats too or pets or whatever. But dogs have been, I mean, they are at my core being just uh, an essential part of my life. And I think have become sort of an essential part of your life. Uh, Yeah. Um, Essential in certain ways, but sure. No, yeah, 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 definitely. You're not as uh, much of a dog freak as I am. Well, right. But most people are not. With reason. Right. So I, you know, I, it's something that people who follow me on Instagram or who listen to the podcast know I am dog obsessed and it is a huge part of my, listen, I, I, I take my dogs, you know, quote unquote hiking, although it's really just like a kind of like more energetic walk than anything yeah, with like a, I, I like step over a few sticks along <laughs> the way. Right. You're walking on the asphalt road no <laughs> i'm on trails I i'm on actual trails but you know you think like hiking and you think you know i'm like woods and mountains climbing and, mountains yeah. and shit and i'm like oh there's a twig i better step over it no but we do have a nice park a, a, a fairly large park in the area have you ever been to it i yeah i did i met you there once mm-hmm. remember that it was a few years ago no i it take the fun. dogs all over sometimes i go to the beach sometimes um, you know, I go to, there's a probably six parks that I take them to, but I go all the way in the back of the woods to the trails. So, um, and it's my, it's my therapy when I'm not in therapy. It's my, it, it is the way that, you know, some people meditate or whatever. This is my just happy time. Although sometimes I wake up and dread it and I'm like, ugh, I wish I could just stay home and not do it. Well, it's kind of like working out. Like you get up and you're like, Fuck. I don't want to work out today. But when you do it, you're like, all right, right, now I get it. And today when it felt like negative four degrees and I didn't want to go outside, but one of our dogs, Billy, um, is if you don't take him out to exercise, the rest of the, your, your day is fucked mm-hmm. because he will just sit there and be like, are we going? Where are we going? We didn't go yet. Are you ready to go? Right. Are we going? You but, know? And that would be okay-ish figure that in bark mode Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's escalated like a thousand times. My mom always (laughs) says he's trying to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wanted to do an episode. Look, I know so many of our listeners, so many of, um, people on our Instagram and everything. I know we have a lot of dog lovers out there. Um, and especially after the pandemic, when I got, um, a actually, uh, a stat that almost one in five households, that's 23 million households, acquired a dog or a cat since the beginning of mm, COVID. I know, but it's so sad too because so many people got dogs during the pandemic and then so many were like, eh, I don't want a dog a few months they later. They say, uh, well, from the research I said I did, it said not as many as you think, 10%, which is still too much. Mm-hmm. You get a dog. Was it 10%? 10%. It that's said 10% of do- for dogs and 15% for cats. 
Okay. Okay. So I thought it would have been worse. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's still sucks. too much, of right? Course. What's 10% of 23 million? What's up? I'm sorry. 10% of 23 million. So it'd be 230,000. So it's still a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, yes. And I am of the, look, I have two trains of thoughts. I, my first train of thought is if you get a dog that is not good for your family or whatever, yes, you need to figure out, you know, how. Yeah. To, but I think a lot of people were like, we're bored. Right. Let's get a dog. Right. And then they were like, oh, I want to travel now. Or right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not okay. Yeah. In my book. It's like the Christmas dog. You know, you bring, everybody gets a dog for Christmas for their right. kids. And then two months later, it's like, okay, enough of this. Let's bring it back to the shelter or whatever. Right. You know? Right. So, you know, do you want me to start off of growing up and all of that? Because I, I asked you. you. Want, sure. Well, f- because in my, in my family, the way I grew up, first of all, we were, you know, I had my, my grandma and my grandpa my Bubby and Zeta, and, you know, they had three daughters and who had, you know, eight kids in total. And um, uh, my dad had one sister who had no no kids, um, but she, you know, always had cats and everything. But on my side of the family, there was no, like, it wasn't even a thing of not liking dogs or not being a dog person. Like, every single person in my family is obsessed with dogs, and that kind of stems from my grandfather, my Zeta, who he is sort of like when we think about him and one of my greatest, you know, my greatest upsets in life is that you never met him. And know, you don't I know wish. him. He I died when I was in 10th grade. I wish I could hang with that guy. You guys would have been best. Friends. Oh, yeah. So he was known for a few things. He was known for his love of scotch. Mm-hmm. He loved scotch, which is an episode of for another time and stories that I would love to tell. I think we did that a long time ago. No, I don't. I don't think so. We mentioned it. A yeah, long mentioned time it, ago. but yeah. I want to do like an actual sure. episode about all of it. Um, he was known for um, being hilarious. He was, you know, had just telling dirty one dirty joke after the other. And the third thing was was his passion for dogs. He just loved dogs. And he owned a junkyard. That was his profession. You know what the name of the junkyard was? Junkyard dog. <laughs> that was oh, that was the wrestler in WWE. I was gonna say that would be like a good music band. That was it. That was an awesome wrestler. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he w- he owned a junkyard in Trenton, New Jersey, and he you know it was a junkyard. It was like you would go there and there would be like bumpers like all over the place and spare tires and you know all of this stuff um it was called m&m by the way well, yeah we did talk about this yeah so it was called m&m yes. which is one of the reasons i think maybe i would get m&m on my okay i mean first of all i love the candy e-m-i-n-e-m no <laughs> i love the rapper <laughs> right i love our podcast <laughs> and i have i have Real memories of going to my grandfather's junkyard and he used to take in all the stray dogs in the area, right? Like all of the street rat dogs who were like, you know, just dirty and gross and whatever. And, you know, they were living on a junkyard, so they weren't, they were gross. They weren't cleaned up and, you know, he didn't like take them in and bathe them and take them to the vet. And they were junkyard dogs. Yeah, they were street dogs. Like, you don't, they, they don't. Go to vets. They don't get fixed Well, I especially, I guess, back then. Now maybe right. people is, what, would have a problem 70s, with it. 70s, right? 60s, I guess 70s? It's, he started it. Yeah, he started it in the, probably the 50s or the 60s. Yeah. Um, and I just remember going and, you know, they all they had a safe space and he would take care of them and he bought them food and he would just, you know, that was just my first kind of, that was sort of the, the first part of, my love of dogs even you know was just like going to the junkyard I remember seeing the dogs and everything um and then when I was my mom says I was two but I think I was a little bit older because I really remember it um going to get going to the shelter to get my dog when I was I I guess two I thought I was older um and I do remember it I remember Trapper we named him and I remember going in and seeing him. He was in this little tiny concrete cell, pretty much, um, by himself because he was so affected and, you know, so scared and so skittish and had had such a bad past. These young boys used to beat him up with a baseball bat and all this stuff. And my mom 
saw him and like fell in love with him and we brought him home. My dad didn't even know we were getting a dog. She didn't even ask him. She just did it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, and I think that is probably other than I always talk about, you know, my mom taking me to the movies to see the best little horse in Texas when I was younger. I think that was really my first core memory that I, it's like an, like when ducks ducklings see their mom for the first time and that's like like it's like an imprint on their sorry i don't know something (laughs) sciencey but for me it was like an imprint on my eye that that memory is just always it always is stuck in me Mm -hmm. i just always think about it and i will never forget the feeling of going there and seeing him like that and then knowing we were taking him home with us and he was gonna be okay right and so I think that memory really like guided me through life. It was very it was a really important moment for me in my childhood. Um and he was you know like uh, definitely and it was you know he was cute but he was a very skittish dog who you know had like skin issues and would you know just like would cower in the corner a little bit, you know, and was scared of kids and this and that. Not us after a while, but, you know, he was scared of other kids. And um, he was a complicated dog, but I didn't know any different. You know, I loved him and we all loved him. And Well, yeah, you as a little child, how would you know? It's right. A, it's, to you, it's just a dog. Right. You Until know. then, I would go to friends' houses and stuff and they would have like these beautiful golden retrievers or like Irish setters or, you know, labs who would just, you know, go out into hunting with them and whatever. And I'd be like, oh, shit, <laughs> there are these kind of dogs, too. <laughs> there are dogs that like don't have like half their skin gone <laughs> in the back and aren't like cowering in a corner when you walk into the room. Shit. Right. I re- that's so funny. I guess we'll get to it later too, because that's so relatable when we first got Tessa, when I, I've, I have so many stories about her that just relate to what you just said. We'll get to that when we talk about Tessa though. Um, I think we have to take a break. What? Yeah. So 25 minutes. Yeah. Oh, so shit. were you done with your, no, but go ahead. Do you want to finish? And well, then we'll take the break. No, I was just going to say, you know, th- yeah, take a break now and okay. we'll come back and I'll finish. Okay. I have a little more. All right. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Okay, so we left off with your childhood with dogs, right? Mm-hmm. And I apologize if I'm talking this entire episode, but this is like no. I felt like in the beginning I was, and I just cut oh. you off again. So <laughs> no, I I I, I, I I just think I feel like I've been waiting for this episode for like three years. Maybe we're gonna have to do a couple follow ups, but yeah, um, I don't think we're gonna get to everything as usual. So right. it's fine. So I look. I love golden retrievers. I love full bred labs i i love i there's a i i love looking at full bred dogs and everything and playing with them and for me personally i am not saying anything about anybody else for me personally i love like a misfit dog i love the kind of dog that is interesting and has a past and you know, uh, nothing in my life is overly pretty, right? Like I'm not, that's just not my, my zone of comfort. I'm more comfortable with interesting and not stressful. And you put me in an environment of like white sofas and, you know, like very, very clean and perfectly put together and whatever. And, and I get uncomfortable. That's on me, not on the people yeah, well, who... Yeah, well, our dogs are perfect examples of that right well so i was gonna say you know that's not i'm not putting anybody else down my zone of comfort is you know if you're somebody or something or whatever that is a little bit off a little bit 
What? What? I don't know. You said somebody or something. Well, because I'm going to get to that. <laughs> okay. So, you know, a dog, a dog, for instance, you know, that, that, that you're, you're not, you're, you know, there's something, I don't know how to explain it. Like not, not perfect about you, not right, okay. show worthy, right. you know, um, that's my zone of comfort. Right. Like okay, what I was saying before, like when we first got Tessa, we would bring her to the park. We would try to, you know, introduce her to other dogs. That wasn't her thing. But we would take her out of the car. And there these, there's these other like beautiful dogs and they're purebred, you know, whatever, golden retrievers or labs, you know, whatever they were. And they were properly behaved. And, I, and we brought Tessa out on the leash and she would just be like, barking at everything and everybody and like wanting to, you know, go chase and go with, and like the, it almost as if we walked into like the, uh, what's the, the dog show? The, uh, Oh yeah. 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 Um, I know what you're talking about. Right. So if there was this beautiful dog show with these perfect dogs walking through, just picture that, right. Beautiful, perfect dogs. And then we walk in with our mutt who just like, you know, like messing up the place. That's the kind of dogs that we get. Yeah. But I feel like that's really fitting for us. I always think of our family. If I had to equate it to something, I think of our family as like the class in the movie Summer School with right. Mark Harmon yes. and Kirstie Alley. Um, <laughs> yeah, that classroom is us. <laughs> yeah. You know, first of all, for those of you out there listening right now, we might have some younger people who haven't heard of summer school your home your marriage and martinis homework <laughs> this week is to go watch summer school for those of you who have seen it go watch it again i haven't seen that in so long we, yeah we got a show we have, why movie. haven't we seen shown our kids we that haven't thought about it we need to do okay that. we need to yes. do that because that's always what i think of and like first i was like the breakfast club and i was like no it's not really the breakfast club it's really more summer school you know we're just we all maybe have like fucked up along the way well more me and you and they're just like a subject like innocent <laughs> bystanders yeah, of it because of us um the outcasts and and so i feel like it is only fitting that we have dogs that are the same way and for fuck's sake those are our dogs man mm-hmm. they are but I am, I will only ever rescue my dogs. That is just, I am, that is just my, my zone of comfort. And I'm not putting anybody else down for not doing it. I know lots of people do many, 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 many wonderful things in their life. Um, and, you know, a lot of people have never had dogs before. So they they feel more comfortable getting a purebred from a breeder or whatever, whatever your situation is. For me, I love, 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 love rescue dogs i love mutts i love the combination of like the weird shit oh, of be- well we will get into we, that yes <laughs> i love the, the 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 stories of their past as much as we can know about them um i know I, but they're so sad for the dogs that we get but look you know? at the ending well I mean, first all right let's backtrack a little bit and tell you my experience with pets when i was growing up yes please do <laughs> because i had a wonderful childhood with pets right so i had the experience of parakeets (laughs) no dogs no cats no you know whatever not only did i have parakeets i also had a fish tank okay so i was able to have the wonder of pets in my home too Mm -hmm. (laughs) there was one time i look i I didn't know of dogs. I had like maybe one friend, maybe two that had dogs. I didn't really know of what? dogs. Yeah. Where the fuck did you grow uh, up? Twin Rivers. I know that. <laughs> right. So uh, I had a few, uh, one or two, I don't know, maybe three at the most. That's uh, weird. Uh, yeah. So I did not have you know experience with dogs. I didn't really want a dog. I did want one, but I didn't need a dog. You know, I, like I, I loved the idea of it. Uh, there was one time, I think I was maybe 12 or 13, and I walked home from school, and I opened the front door, and a dog is running around the house. And I'm like, motherfucker, I love you, Mom and Dad. Thank you so much. You know, we, we got a dog. I'm so happy. And they're like, no, we're dog sitting. You know, it's just here for two days. And this dog was just running around the house, and I was so happy and so excited. I'm like, oh, man, I really want a fucking dog now, you know? But... um. I don't know. I just, I, I come from, you know, an upbringing with, 
No dogs. My my mother had a dog growing up. My father had a dog growing up. But um, my, I, I think the whole thing was my mom couldn't handle the death of a dog. With her dog, when it died, it was over for her. She couldn't handle it. She couldn't take it. When my parakeet died, my mom was like in her room for a day. Like, mm-hmm. leave me alone. I'm so upset. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, she can't handle that kind of thing. And that's the reason that we never had a dog. So, uh, yeah. So, so pets for me was parakeets and fish. That's right. all I knew. Until, until you I met, met me. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, when we were 23, 24, we yeah. l- moved into a condo together. Probably we, we, even earlier. We were younger when we yeah. moved in. You actually had brought it up to me as dog crazy as I was. You were like, let's get a dog, right? Because you like shiny new things. And right. I wanted a toy. You wanted a toy. You yeah. wanted something new, right? You had gotten this condo. We had lived there for a couple months. It was old news already. And now you needed something new. And you were like, let's get a dog. Mm-hmm. And at first I said no. I was, oh, did really? Yeah. Did at first I was like, I, I was in school. I was in graduate school. And um, I was, you know, like stressed and, and we weren't even engaged yet. And I said no. And you really, really wanted a dog. Mm-hmm. So against, I think our parents were kind of against it. I think they were oh, sort of I like. Oh, I know my parents well, were Well, yours were. I don't know yeah. if mine were. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, we found after a bunch of, you know, meeting a few other dogs well, we, and it not being a good fit. Well, yeah. So we went through this, um, what was it? Pet a, finder. Was it? Pet, oh, okay, right. Petfinder.com. Right. So we went through Which there. Which is still amazing, by the way. And they were bringing dogs to the local pet smart, I think. Mm-hmm. And we would go visit these dogs that they were bringing there. And everyone, I was like, yep, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. It's let's it. Get, let's get it. And I'd be like, no, that's not the one. <laughs> and then you were like, okay, let's slow down. Let's test it. And you went up to play with them and they would all growl at you. <laughs> and we were like, okay, maybe that's not the one, right? There was the one, mm-hmm. the name was Mason. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. There was that dog that I was like, I love this dog. And we, you, you went up to it, like close to its face and it growled at you. And the, the, the person that was working there was like, nope, nope, mm-hmm. we got to go take this and take care of this. That's not supposed to happen. And uh, finally we found um, Clover on... Pet finder, and we said, Let's go meet Clover. And her name was Clover because she was broken and she had a missing toe on her front paw, and her paw was uh, broken and angled at a weird way uh, for so many reasons. And we met her, and she, we're like, oh, Done. We're like bawling. Like, <laughs> we love this fucking dog. Let's take her home. Yeah. So, so yeah, we found this broken dog. She was her backstory real quick was she was found in a basement in Trenton, New Jersey, and she was kind of the, the, the bait, what people would train their pit bulls to fight against. And they would just use these pups as practice. And that's what this dog was. And she was ripped out of a crate, and I think that's how she broke her arm or lost the toe or something. I heard she was hit by a car too, right? Yeah, they didn't really know. They were kind of just just speculating. Oh, the, the, so her whole childhood, <laughs> her mm-hmm. whole puppyhood. puppyhood, it was just you know in a crate being used as bait with pit bulls just destroying her and. Whatever. And I, we actually, I'm a huge Pitbull fan, so I'm nothing against. Wonderful. This was just obviously they were, these Pitbulls were trained by terrible owners. Right. But that's the, that's the problem with the Pitbulls. They're wonderful dogs, but if you train them the wrong way, we have a, they're going to be Pitbull mix. Right. So, um, so yeah. So, so with all that being said, we, we found her, we loved her, we brought her home. And I remember bringing her home. You sat in the back seat with her. You were nervous she was going to throw up in the car or something. And we brought her because home. Because the dog I grew up with threw up everywhere, <laughs> wherever we took <laughs> is it. That right? So I was just like, she's going to throw up. Uh, first time in a car, maybe. I don't know. Whatever it is. I remember not sleeping a fucking wink that night. Like, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know what to do with myself. I My first time ever having a dog in my house. New responsibility. We didn't have kids yet. So, like, I, did, I didn't know how to be a... Uh, caretaker or you know in any way I, I didn't know what to do i freaked out and 
the next day, I woke up and I slept out on the couch in the family room. You let her out of the bedroom. She ran over, jumped on me, and just was like playing with me. And I was done. I I was I was in. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was our baby for the next fourteen oh, years. She was the best until we put her to sleep. But. Yeah, with Tessa, first of all, her name, I always wanted a dog. I always wanted to name my daughter Tessa. Since I was younger, that was like my favorite name. I loved it. And you said to me, I don't really want to name our daughter Tessa, but we can name a dog Tessa. So that's how she got her name. And Tessa's like a very Texas name. I don't think it's like an East Coast thing. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I just always loved that name, and, and I wanted to name my daughter that. And you okay. said no. But she really was an incredible, wonderful dog. She was, you know, everything. She was beautiful in my sense of beautiful. She, you know, she was. No, she was beautiful. Yeah, she was. She was Lab, Rhodesian, Ridgeback, Mm -hmm. something else. I mean, she was like the perfect size, perfect, like, Yeah, she was like 50 pounds for, you know, she was just a wonderful dog. She was our first baby. Yeah. Um, and I always say to people, you know, when they say like about, you know, getting a new dog and, and I say it's, it's very similar to when you bring a newborn home. Right. And for the first few weeks you, you bring a newborn home, you're like, what the fuck did I do? That's how I felt. That's that's what I was saying. Like, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was so like, I didn't know what to do. Like when you bring a baby home, you're like, am I supposed to take care of this now when we get home from the hospital? Like this is my responsibility. Right. That's and I, I, and I always say to people, the first two weeks, every night you're going to be like, why did I do this? Mm-hmm. What did I do? You know, as they're getting acclimated, it's hard. And, and, and so the, you know, you got to give it a good month before things start to settle. And then all of a sudden the dog will feel like it's been in your family forever. Mm-hmm. And like, what do we ever do without it? Not, Always, not every dog is a perfect fit, but even still, I mean, you know, when we brought Billy home, who's one of our dogs who we still have now, he bit two of our kids, not bite like we didn't have to take him to the hospital. There were no stitches, nothing like that. It was like a little, you know, they bled a little bit and whatever. And like a nip. Like, like a nip. Was, yeah. Yes. But, you know, a, a sort of a, our kids were all over him and he was like, I'm so scared. I don't know you. Please back the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know, like a little warning. And I remember being freaked out and you were like, it's OK. Just let's give him some time. And now. He would like kill someone for our kids. Like he would never bite our kids. I mean, my God, he would never. But it takes a little bit of time. And I think that's what people sometimes don't realize is it is like anything else, a, a, a process that you have to, you know, get comfortable with. So, um, yeah. So with Tessa, I think we were both sort of freaked out in the beginning, especially we were so young. We weren't married yet. All of these things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can hear Billy barking in the background right now, actually. Um, but let's take another break, and we're going to try to move a little bit faster through okay. the next bunch here because there's way yeah, too much to Yeah, we can always do through. another episode. Okay, we could do that, too. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So Tessa was for us an amazing, I mean, we just, we got her before we were engaged and we had her until our kids, we had all three kids and the youngest Jonah was, I don't know, two, three when we put her down. Yeah. She was our first baby. She was our baby. Yeah. And, um, and that was really my first experience with putting down a dog and, my parents, what, what, Trapper, when I was, I think he lived to be 18, and people would always say, you know, people always say like, oh, don't give your 
dogs people food and don't give them table scraps. When I tell you my mom, <laughs> if, you, if you know anything about my mom. Our kids do who eat the same stuff <laughs> she was getting for Trapper. Right. So my mom, I mean, my mom used to give this dog like tubs of, she's like, she'd give him a tub of cream cheese and would be like, mom, you can't give him that. She'd be like, let him live. He's a dog. Just let him be. He had a hard upbringing. He's, <laughs> she would, you know, the, the two of them would go almost every day to the drive through at McDonald's. She would get herself a cheeseburger. He would have a cheeseburger. They'd sit in the parking lot and have their lunch. Like, they were best buds. And oh, wait. I'm sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I re- that reminds me of a story where when my mom was growing up, she always told me. My grandmother used to tell me this. Where my mother wanted a dog. My grandmother did not. And she finally broke down and got this dog. And then all of a sudden... Every night, she's making hamburgers for this dog. Uh, Right. (laughs) And she's like, fuck you. (laughs) Like, I didn't want this dog. And here I am over the stove making hamburgers for a dog. Right. You know. Well, that's like your parents who told us, don't get Tessa. And then your dad would come over. Come here. Come here, Tessa. Come on. He loved dogs. Loved dogs. Loved dogs. But he just knew we were probably not fit (laughs) to have dogs and be responsible. Right. No, that wasn't (laughs) it. I don't think. I think you're. No, I don't think it was that you weren't a good fit. I think your mom was maybe worried about the mess in the house and everything right like just having a dog she was just yeah yeah so then when we went to put so i had never put a dog down before i i was at school in the middle of final exams when my parents put Tessa, uh, trapper down and they told me on the way home from school you know when they were taking me back from college i guess my sophomore year and we didn't know how to tell you we had to put trapper down And of course, you know, I was devastated, but I understood why they didn't tell me. And so when it's not, you know, when you're a kid and it's, it's, it's your dog, but your parents are the one taking care of it. It's a completely different experience. And I didn't realize this really until we had Tessa. And then when Tessa was 14 and a half, you know, she, she had had some health issues before that vertigo and everything. Remember, we Mm -hmm. didn't know what was wrong with her. And then when she was 14 and a half, we were just basically like, there was no quality of, quality of life left. Mm-hmm. And we knew it was time to put her down. And neither of us had any experience with that. Um, and it was literally like a, a devastating, I mean, it was well, I a was, devastating decision. I was at work and you had somebody come over to the house and give her an injection or, you know, Put her down that way. I don't know. An how injection. It, works. it sounds like she had Botox. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how this works, but d- d- whatever. You know. Yeah, I said to you, "Do you want to be there?" And you were like, "Nope." No, but, but mm-hmm. uh, so I came home literally maybe five minutes after it was done. Nope. Nope. No? Nope. 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 Right. nope. Correct me. I did it. It happened at like ten in the morning. I had the vet oh. come to the house because she hated the vet, and I was like, "I don't want her put her down at the vet." And they come to the house and do it. So they came to that. It felt like when they, from when they put the thing in, you know, the IV. Yeah, needle. Not an Yeah. In to when she actually, you know, died. Right. (laughs) That'd be the word. Um, Felt like forever. It felt like it was probably a minute and a half, maybe. Mm. And I kept, I just kept saying to them, it, it, is she gone? Like, is it done? Is it she gone? Is it done? Because, you know, you feel this guilt like this. Oh, of course. You know, but she I, wasn't dying, but there was no, she couldn't see. She couldn't hear well. Not, she wasn't enjoying anything. I was constantly worried she was going to fall on the stairs. She had fallen in our pool and almost, you know, could have drowned. But she, like, loved to swim and would swim all the time. And now well, it's just like. tumors all over her body yeah. at this point. And then I came home and. There was, they left us a box to bury her. We wanted to bury her. So they left us yeah, the box. Yeah, which was, a que- was questionable on our part. <laughs> well, we were like, we're not cremating her. We're burying her. Right. Which was which we should have cremated her. Correct. Because I was outside for three hours. I don't even know what the laws are. We could like get sued I know, after this. I know. Maybe we Honestly, shouldn't even be saying this. We shouldn't talk this. about this. But She's w- not buried. She's cre- if, it, if, it is, if it is illegal, we cremated her. <laughs> right. If it is not illegal... She is buried in our old backyard. <laughs> right. And I just remember digging a hole and crying the whole time and just not knowing, like, what am I doing? I don't even know how to do this. What's the proper way to do this? Um, 
and like you just said, this is all a dream. I didn't really do this. If this is not legal, I don't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was an awful experience. You know, it was just, I, I, I never want to do this again. I'm, I, I will never do that again. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Right. Awful. I think it was because it was just our first, it was our first baby. And we were like, how do we, I can't, you know, I want it here. And I want, I guess in some ways it was nice. Like the kids would go out where she was buried and they would like talk to her. I planted some things over where she was buried. I put a fence around it. I did the whole thing. But I really wanted to, like, I know it's against all your values and everything about getting it. I knew we were getting another dog. I was like, we need we to- had another dog. We got Billy. Oh, we before- got Billy. Right, yeah. right. We did. But I was like, I knew we were getting another one. I was like, we need to clone her. That's what we know. I want that again. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. And you're like, no, there's so many dogs out there. We have to rescue. And I'm like, I get it. I understand. But I want her mm-hmm. again. And well, that didn't happen. My m- our trainer who came for you know our next dogs. I don't, she's a wonderful trainer, but our dog still could use like 17 years of training. She wrote a book, actually. I don't know the exact title, but it's something like My Last Dog Was Better or something. Like you're, you always think that your dog that you have now is never going to live up to the dog that you had oh, before. Oh, no, no, no. I know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> our last dog right. is better. Right. <laughs> so then we got Billy, who is a lab mix. I'll show you all the pictures. Lab he is, mix? Yeah. No, you were talking about before like weird mixes and everything. He's not a lab. He's mix. a he, okay. He's he has he's mastiff and and chihuahua. A picture of that everybody. Okay, picture wait, that everybody. Take Whichever way you picture it, <laughs> go look up mastiff and go look up chihuahua. All right, everybody, take a second, breathe for a second. Mm-hmm. Now picture a mastiff and a chihuahua. They made Billy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Picture and him. he looks like a mastiff, <laughs> yes. but he also has curly hair retriever in her. But him. yeah, there's other stuff, but. The primary, you know. Right. And um, and he's our son's, Ian, our middle son, who we always talk about, who, you know, is very energetic and all of this. He is his, what he calls his favorite thing in the world. Well, you were talking about before telling your kids if when, you know, your dog passes away and how do you do it? My, my, refer- my first response to that question is, you know, listen, it's a dog. It's not a human it's not a brother or a sister or a mom or a dad you know it's not it's not a relative it's a dog this is what happens they pass away and then you say we're gonna get another one we'll get a new dog it'll be fun we'll, we'll go look for different you know whatever so you try to turn that like sadness into excitement right that's how you think initially but with ian and billy's relationship i don't know i'm really scared mm-hmm. like I don't think like every day Ian comes to Billy and it's like, you're my favorite thing in the world. I love, you know, like every day he's mm-hmm. saying this thing. I, I don't know if this is a normal, you know, child dog relationship. Like they're one in the same. Mm-hmm. They are the same person dog. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're equally you, annoying. If you explain the characteristics wonderful. of either one of them, you could say, Oh, that's Ian or, Oh, that's Billy. Right. You know? Right. So I'm I'm a little nervous about like I would I've no, with Jonah and Mia I have no problem talking to them and saying hey listen I know how sad you are let's go look for something to replace that you know it's a dog it's you know whatever with Ian I don't know I'm I'm nervous of course he's not gonna be okay well maybe he'll be in college and will be very preoccupied he's, and whatever well he's Billy's eight mm-hmm. you know Ian's only in middle school. Mm-hmm. That's not, no, it's it's very it's very very hard. You can say years? all you want; it's just a dog. But people, everybody out there knows okay. it's not just a dog. It's I know. it's a family member. I'm trying. I'm saying that I know. As I know, I totally know you what know. you're saying. George yeah. Collin does a good bit on this too, by the way. Look that up. But but my you know I always said to our kids, look, we gave this dog the best life, and the best part about a dog is that they don't know what's coming. I mean, they have no idea. I'm so jealous of that. Of mm. that aspect of being a dog, I'm so jealous of. They don't know. They have no idea that the end is coming, and they have no idea, you know, of of what's going on. Like, and that that ignorance is bliss is really true. Isn't that amazing? Like, yeah. don't you wish we had that. Maybe we do, and we don't know until you get there. 
I'm sorry, what? Ass, <laughs> ass fixer since what? <laughs> maybe like when we're at a state where we're dying, like we don't know. Like maybe it's I kind of like a dog. I, hopefully. But but it's it is hard. All right, we have to end this on Augie's story. Okay. Why'd you? I I answered like tw- like ten or twelve other questions. I know because usually you give like a one second answer, but you have a lot. Well, we'll we'll do more episodes okay. about this, and we ha- we have to talk about the stray cats in our backyard. We have to talk about a lot of things. Okay. Um, but, but right, the so Augie what's, what's story. The last, the last thing that we're gonna discuss here. Okay, so we got Augie. We got Billy when when Tessa was still alive because I felt like I didn't want to leave Tessa by herself. Mm-hmm. She was old. She had vertigo. She was very. You and know, Billy, I just and Billy her was to, smart too. Very very like, smart. Tessa was at the point where she couldn't get herself out of a room with the door closed, not all the way, but she couldn't open the door anymore. Like she used to be able to do that, and Billy would know and go open the door for her to let her out. That's right. He was very. Yes, from the beginning. Billy was he's a he really is as much as he annoys the shit out of us. Mm-hmm. He is a wonderful dog. Um, but OK, so then you wanted a second dog. And I'm, I'm sorry. What? Yes. You were the one who wanted the second dog. I remember sitting outside of our house and talking to you and saying, hey, listen, I want to move. You want a second dog. Is that a deal? Oh, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> remember I remember that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Augie, this is an incredible story. If you're all like done with this episode, don't be done because this really is an incredible story. And I can't believe it's our story. Like we have this, like it, it is, it, it should be in newspapers and shit. It like should. it's, yeah. So Augie, who we have now, who was Brindle when we got him, that was the name. Um, because of his coloring. Yeah. Brindle. And he is a pitbull chinese crested mix don't look that up (laughs) pitbulls we love if you look up a chinese crested dog it is literally the ugliest thing ever but i promise you augie is so fucking cute so we had billy we wanted a second dog we saw this dog um on the shelter the um you know the puerto rican rescue the sato rescue that we get our dogs from the billy that we got billy from and we were like oh my god we need him Basically, he had never been indoors before we got him other than the shelter. And the shelter is mostly in Puerto Rico outdoors. So he comes. To, OK, so I'm going to let you tell because I wasn't there when you got him. Right. Or so I, I I was told to go pick him up. Right. So he was literally taken off the streets of Puerto Rico, cleaned up, put on a plane and flew into Newark Airport. I took Ian and Mia we went to Newark Airport to a certain building where they put these dogs through and we picked him up. And so he was literally from street to clean up to plane to Newark Airport to our car. And that was it. So we brought him home uh, that night and what, would you sleep with him? Yeah. So he, so I went into the guest room and slept, you know, to sleep with him. He, when he, I, from the second I slept with him, he curled up next to me into a ball. I mean, and he has not left my, you know, he was like in me. Like he was really? like. Oh, that night he did? Oh, yeah. Um, you know how now know, he, he, he sleeps under now. the covers. Yeah. He sleeps under the covers. Um, Sometimes I'm like, are you breathing? Can you breathe? And he went under the covers, curls up next to me, slept there all night. I went the next day to drop Mia off at a play date. I went out of the house. I think he freaked out. Ian opened the door to go out of the house and Augie bolted. Mm -hmm. He had been at our house for 12 hours. Mm -hmm. He bolted. No one could find him. So he was a lost dog. I mean, he was lost. By the way, he wasn't even named yet. I mean, his name was Brindle from the shelter. but No, we we had named him Augie. No, we had not. No. No, I called him Augie. No, you didn't. Oh. (laughs) So he bolted. He's gone. Gone. And we have like farmland around us, and but we also have busy streets, and it was scary. Right. So I guess we went out looking throughout the development. Nowhere to be found. Nobody's seen him. Nobody knows where he is. And now I'm back at the house. I'm print- We had a picture of him. I'm printing pictures. I'm, I'm driving around the area. I'm putting him on uh, uh, the, what's it called? The poles um, on the streets. and Street lamps. Street lights, the, the the power fucking uh things. <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> whatever. Who cares? I'm, I'm posting pictures of him all over the place, right? And I'm like, I don't even know this dog. There's no name to this dog. I don't know what's going on. And I'm just driving around looking for him. I can't find him anywhere. And we posted on Facebook. We posted uh, wherever, right? And then we started getting a couple calls like, oh, hey, I, I saw your dog. And, you know, I'll call him. What's his name? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a name. I don't know. I'm like. Shithead. Yeah. Don't call that. Bo- exactly. What was the name of the jerk? Yeah, shithead. Uh, don't call that dog. Well, shithead, no? No, call that dog shithead. Don't call that dog... A, a, a hero or something. Right, call that dog yeah. shithead, yeah. Uh, so I, I get a call. A, a friend of... We had friends looking for this dog. They were all... They were so no, wonderful. we had everyone. You want to bring a community together? Like, Lose literally, dog, you right. want to bring a community <laughs> together. Don't talk politics. Don't talk about school shit and, you know, rules of school fucking lose a dog right. and the community comes together like nothing you've ever seen and that's what happens absolutely we had so many people looking for this dog so i'm out there we have friends out there i got a call now remember this dog is from the streets of puerto rico right that's where his he was born that's where he was living and feed, i don't know how he was eating On what the streets. Yeah, yeah whatever so i get a call i'm like dude i see your dog it's at an intersection right by our house and he's like they're watching him as i'm talking to this person, they're like, he's literally at a traffic light waiting looking f- both ways, looking both ways, mm-hmm. waiting for the cars to pass. I'm trying to walk up to him and he bolted Bolts. as soon yeah. as the light changed. Like he knows how to navigate. He knows what he's doing on the streets. So he, so anyway, so I was, we, we got a bunch of calls. He was out there. He was in this, this tree farm. That's probably 10 acres by our house. I'm out there for two days walking the perimeter of this tree farm looking for the stupid dog. I can't call him. There's no name. I don't know what to do. And then finally, I'm like, I, I got to go home. Like, I, I just don't know what to do. And you were walking with your sister with Billy and Ivy, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is all within a three-mile radius of our house. So you're walking, you know, and then... So he ran out a mile away, and then it seemed he seemed to be circling back. You're walking with Ivy and Billy, and you called me, and you're like, this dog just picked up his head closer to our house than he was before, and I think that's Augie. Well, can I just interject Yeah, here? go ahead, please. I was, we were walking. My sister and I were walking with Billy and her dog at the time, Ivy, and Billy all of a sudden starts crying. Like, we're just, we're walking, you know. And he was with him for 12 hours. 12 hours. And Billy starts crying. We're across the street. And Billy starts crying. So I'm like, let's let's stop. And all of a sudden, Augie pops his head up in the woods across the street and looks at us. And my sister and I are like, "Oh, oh, my God. Because he's been five, six miles away. I mean, he was far from our house. And this is two days later. Two days later. And he lived at our house for 12 hours. Mm -hmm. So, um, so he pops his head up and we, you know, and then we my I think my sister said something like, oh, it's okay. And he bolted again, Mm -hmm. but he did pop his head up and look at us like he knew us. Right. Well, yeah. So another day later, so three days, uh, it's getting dark out. I come home from work. You've been leaving food on our driveway, like plates of meat, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) <laughs> to attract all the animals within a mile radius of our house. Yeah, we had a <laughs> fucking smorgasbord of, of we pork. Had bar- barbecue. At, yeah, uh, all driveway. down our driveway. That's what the, the experts told me to do. So I come home from work one night and I pull up to the driveway and I see this animal eating the food. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? And I, I like he has, you know, Augie has these pointy ears, which are kind of noticeable when you see them. He so looks thought, like the flying nun. I thought it was like a fox or maybe it was the dog, right? So I I, I pull up, I walk into the house. When I pull up, the dog runs to the backyard and I'm like, I walk in. I said, hey, Danielle, I think the dog was in the driveway eating the food. I don't know. I'm not sure. So we, we, we had to think like as fast as we can not to go out there, not to scare the dog, to make him bolt again. So we're like, let's let Billy out. It's a fenced in yard. Let's let Billy out and see what happens. So we let Billy out. Mm-mm. There was no fence then, but go ahead. Oh, there wasn't? How would he 
have gotten in if there was a fucking fence? Because he was little. He could have just no, gone through the get fence the like fuck the cats out. There was no fence. Now. Okay, no but, fence. Fine. No fence at this point. We let Billy out. And like three seconds later, Billy comes walking back in. And then so does Augie. Mm-hmm. He, he pokes his head in the house following mm-hmm. Billy, mm-hmm. looks around, and like bolts into the house right to you. I s- slammed the door. And Billy went out there and saved this fucking mm-hmm. dog and brought him back into the house. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he talking was, about. I feel like talking about it is doesn't not, doesn't yeah. make it. It doesn't sound that great. I yeah, mean, we, we can post pictures of all of this because yeah. we have them. It was he was gone for a good three and a half days, yeah. and he he literally came from Puerto Rico. He found his fucking way back after bolting. I mean, I wish people could see like the actual timeline of it of him leaving the house and we're like, oh my God, this dog is gone forever. And then you're like, we'll get a new dog. It's no problem. And then I'm like, I don't want a new dog. We are responsible for this dog. And and the walking of the days of, you know, walking the perimeter, like you said, and and just like the fact that he literally found his way back to our right. house. Street dog. That's what they did. It do. is unfucking believable. Right. And, and and it really was. Um it was I mean, I love that our kids experienced that. Jonah was really too little, but it really was a miracle. It was when when we got him back, I felt like it was a miracle. Like I felt like for the first time in my life, like something miraculous had I, happened. We have the picture. You should post it I for will. this episode. Yeah. Of when he came back in and he went to you. Yes. I had that picture. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was one of the it was one of the greatest moments of my life. Because when you think you've lost a dog and, you know, and you think you're never going to see it again and it is, you know, even if you've just had it for 12 hours like we had and you feel responsible for it, mm. it feels devastating. And then to get it back and and now, I mean, now he doesn't leave our side. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. No. But, um, but, but really, that is one thing that I love about street dogs is they are, I mean, they have this. Street smarts. Yeah, <laughs> that we wish our kids had. <laughs> right. You know, it, it's just, um, it really was like an uh, incredible experience. And uh, and that is one of the, the, only one of the reasons why I absolutely fucking re- love rescue dogs. Right. Is they're well, just we wonderful. have, I, I mean, I have so, I, so many good topics to talk about too. So I guess we're going to have to do another episode. Yeah, we'll do one in a couple months. Okay. Yeah. I th- but it was fun. It so was like, fun. Yeah, totally out of our repertoire mm-hmm. of... Mm-hmm. Um, topics, but very important in our life. And and yes. one of the things I have to say is, you know, one of my favorite things about you is you, you did not grow up with dogs, as you said. Um, for me, it would have been a deal breaker to have somebody who wouldn't have animals in their life. Like I, I, I don't think I will ever, ever, ever. And you know, we talk about maybe moving to New York City and and all of Do? that. What? How are we moving to New York City? We've spoken about maybe getting a apartment in New York City. Oh. We haven't. I, I sure. Right, that was my other boyfriend. Sorry. <laughs> it might as well be. What? I would love to. You know what New York City apartments cost? We've talked about maybe retiring there. Okay. Wait, oh dinner? my god! <laughs> it sounds amazing. It's a, like like a, let it's it's like let's get our own private island. I almost had same idea. <laughs> no, really, really, we have spoken about. This. Anyway, wherever we are, I have to have dogs, and and I have to say, seeing you and the way you really do, you love our dogs. I know you say they're assholes, and they are, and I know you say they're a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, and they do and all they these are. gross things and whatever. Yes, but I know you. Of you course. love them, yes. and I appreciate that so much. So thank you. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> All right. So no more dogs after them, right? Fuck you. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. So I want to do this again. This was fun. I want to do right. another one about this. Yeah. I have, I, we. St- I so didn't much. talk at all. We didn't talk at all about how they like stare at us during sex and how <laughs> like they want to feast on the leftovers of whatever happens after we have sex. Oh, yeah. we- I have f- fucking crazy stories about that. Right. Too. I know. I would love to. I, we have that. We, we, I was supposed to talk about qualities. You talked about this, but certain dogs that I would want, you talked about how you only want strays and all that, but there's, other, you know, what I would want, um, 
how how have dogs affected our kids' lives? Best things about having dogs. Worst things about having dogs. All right, we're gonna things. do another episode. But there's so much. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. answer all. And these we didn't talk questions. about the stray cats that we have now. Right. Same. I know. We'll do a second right. episode. Second episode. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. I hope you uh, stayed with us through the end of this. I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks. Okay. Love Bye. you. Bye.